Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness, it's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Hello and welcome to Vitality Radio. I'm your host each and every week. My name is Jared St. Clair, and it's good to be with you again on another episode of Vitality Radio and the Vitality Radio Podcast. Vitality Radio, 13 years this month. We've been doing this show, and we're almost at a year on the podcast, which is very exciting. That'll happen in January. This week is the week of Thanksgiving. As you're listening to this, if you're listening to it live, we just had Thanksgiving two days ago. Yesterday was Black Friday. Today is Small Business Saturday. And as such, it's an important week for small businesses. Black Friday has been generally dominated by the big box stores, which have dominated this year with the lockdowns and all the other things that have happened. And so if you think about it, As a consumer in whatever neighborhood you are in, your independent mom and pop little shops, the small businesses, need your support this year more than they ever have. There have been many that have closed up. And if you honor and appreciate the little guys that bring you the big value, regardless of whether it's nutrition like what we do at Vitality Nutrition or it's tires or t-shirts or whatever. I really don't care all that much so long as you recognize that the small businesses in our communities are vital to our communities. They provide more money back into our communities. And generally speaking, I think more often than not, you get a lot of value with the little guys uh, when you shop with them. Today's Small Business Saturday. Most of them will be running promotions and specials like we are at Vitality. So go find your small businesses and support them, please. It is so good for you to do that. It's good for all of us to do that. At Vitality today, we are doing a Small Business Saturday uh, celebration. Everybody that walks in the store gets a gift card worth anywhere from $5 to $50. They can use on that purchase at the register today. Everything is on sale for at least 10% off, and we have most of our most popular lines anywhere from 20 to 30% off of the entire line. We have a bunch of specials that are buy one, get one free. That is truly our biggest sale of the year, and it's a lot of fun. We did it yesterday for Black Friday. We're doing it today for Small Business Saturday. So if you can't make it in in person, give us a call, 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. If you can make it in person, we would love to see you at Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful at 107 South, 500 West. Now, the week of Thanksgiving is a big deal for me, and it has been for about 11 years. Now, most of us, well, I don't know about most of us. I think most of us enjoy Thanksgiving. We like the gathering with the family and friends. We like the reminder that we ought to be possibly more grateful than we often find ourselves being. We love the turkey bowl, if you call it that, where you go out and play football with the family in the snow or at least chilly temperatures. 
we love all these things. And this year, there are particular challenges because of mandates that have been laid down in Utah and about half the states across the country. And we're being told to do things a little bit differently. But the spirit of Thanksgiving, I don't think changes a bit. It certainly shouldn't. And it hasn't for me. I absolutely love this week. But the reason I love this week has very little to do with Thanksgiving anymore. 11 years ago, that changed when my daughter was born on Black Friday. And so she just turned 11 yesterday. And my father passed away that same week, 11 years ago, on the Sunday before Thanksgiving, the 22nd of November. Now, if you are a regular listener to Vitality Radio, you know that I have an unbelievable amount of respect and admiration for my father and that he is truly my life's greatest hero. And I absolutely just love dang near everything about the man. And I miss him greatly. To think that I was barely doing radio when he passed in the last couple of years of my show, he wasn't in too good a health. And so he didn't get to appreciate it maybe as much as my mother did uh, for so many years after that. And yet he was the primary driving force behind me wanting to do this for a living, behind me wanting to help people with their health and nutrition needs. So a big shout out in the sky to my my father, Clyde St. Clair, on this, the 11th anniversary of his passing, and then a, a beautiful shout out here on earth to my sweet little Nora uh, as she turns 11 years old this week, just yesterday. Ugh, it's crazy. It's crazy how time flies. And therefore, we must remember to be grateful for the little things within this life that we have, the little moments that pass so quickly, the beautiful little times that pop into our lives, often brought to us by the beautiful innocence of youth, as I get constantly from my 11-year-old and my 8-year-old. Absolutely amazing. More to be grateful for every single day. But today, even though it's Thanksgiving, and I'll talk more about gratitude, there's still time to get a few things off my chest. It's time for the Vital Rant. In a world full of often confusing messages about health, let Jared be your guide through the smoke screens of corporate greed, media bias, government ineptitude, and propaganda. When you see what is really happening, you'll be ranting too. It's time to expose the hidden agendas. It's time for the truth. It's time for the vital rant. Okay, the Danish study I told you about uh, maybe a month or so ago that Three medical journals said, we're not going to publish that. It was a mask study. The study was designed to measure the effectiveness of adding a mask recommendation to other public health measures to prevent COVID-19 infection in Danish mask wearers. It was a randomized controlled trial, and it wasn't published by the New England Journal of Medicine, the Journal of American Medic of the American Medical Association, and I believe it was uh, 
Well, I'm not going to say. I don't remember the third journal that turned it down, but there were three major ones that turned it down. It finally got published in the Annals of Internal Medicine just this week. And it's an interesting study because one of the co-authors of the study, a Danish doctor who's very well respected across the world and certainly in his own country, he said, we'll get this thing published and share the results when a journal has the courage to publish it. Now, that's an interesting statement, but it's a telling statement. When a journal has the courage to publish it, well, a journal stepped up and had the courage. Now, I don't know if they massaged the information, made it sound a little more palatable. I don't know what happened. I don't know what the original that was presented to these other journals looked like. It may have looked exactly like this. I have no inside information on that. But why would it take courage to publish a study about mask wearing in this current climate that we find ourselves in? Well, Let's talk about the study itself. The observational evidence suggests, the study says, that mask wearing could mitigate transmission of severe acute respiratory syndrome, coronavirus 2, otherwise known as COVID-19. It is uncertain, though, if this observed association arises through protection of uninfected wearers or via reduced transmission from infected mask wearers or both. The objective of the study was to assess whether recommending surgical mask use outside of the home reduces wearers' risk for SARS-CoV-2. Sorry, I'm just going to start saying COVID-19. That's what most of us know it as. It was uh, to assess whether recommending surgical mask use outside of the home reduces wearers' risk of COVID-19 infection in a setting where masks were uncommon and not among recommended public health measures, which was Denmark. The setting was Denmark, April and May of 2020. The participants, adults, spending more than three hours per day outside the home without occupational mask use. Intervention. Encouragement to follow social distancing measures for coronavirus disease in 2019, plus either no mask recommendation or a recommendation to wear a mask when outside the home among other persons together with a supply of 50 surgical masks and instructions for proper use. Okay, so they took about half the group and uh, gave them 50 masks and instructed them specifically how to use the masks most effectively. They then also told them to follow social distancing guidelines, and then they gave half the group no mask, but asked them to still follow social distancing guidelines. That's the basics. The measurements used, the primary outcome of COVID-19 infection in the mask wear at one month by antibody testing, PCR testing, or hospital diagnosis. And then the secondary outcome was PCR positivity for other respiratory viruses. So that's what they were looking for at the end of the study. The face masks provided to participants were high quality surgical masks with a filtration rate of 98%. What was the final analysis? Now, this is a big study. There's a lot of information involved, almost 8,000 Danish citizens. And the final analysis was a minus 0.3% difference between those who wore masks and those who did not wear masks. Mask wearers being 0.3% less likely to contract COVID-19. Now, that number is considered statistically insignificant. When you take into effect the placebo effect of the mask wearers thinking that perhaps they were more protected, 
and other factors, it could have swayed the other way just as easily. So a 0.3% difference between mask wearers and unmasked wearers, which according to the researchers and according to statistics, is not a difference that is statistically significant. Now, this isn't the most damning evidence against wearing a mask as a public safety measure, but it sure doesn't appear that masks make much of a difference at all. And perhaps that is why at least three major medical journals refused to release this study at all. Now, later on in today's rant, I'm going to talk about common sense. The words common sense are being thrown around like crazy. And I want to ask you a question. Is it common sense that a medical journal or three medical journals would not release a study that essentially says there's no difference between wearing a mask and not wearing a mask? Now, that was up in Denmark. Up in Canada, we had an interesting leak from a private Zoom meeting of a city council in Edmonton about the measures being taken by their provincial government. This was caught on tape from an unlikely source at that meeting. I want to play this for you. Now, before I do, I want to preface this with something important. I want you to listen to the credentials of this gentleman who's speaking. And I want you to understand this is almost five minutes of content, but it's really, really interesting content. And I think it's very valuable and I want you to listen to it. I wouldn't I wouldn't put it on here for five minutes if I didn't think it had value. So please bear with me and listen to this doctor at an Edmonton City Council meeting up in Canada. Um, we will now go to uh, S. Peterson. S. Peterson. Uh, Mr. Chairman, this is Dr. Hawkinson. I just want to let you know I'm standing by. Oh, okay. Well... We would love to hear from you. The floor is yours. Thank you very much. Um, I do appreciate the opportunity to address you on this very important matter. Um, What I'm going to say is lay language and blunt. Um, It's counter-narrative. And so so you don't immediately think I'm a quack. I'm going to briefly outline my credentials so that you can understand where I'm coming from in terms of knowledge base in all of this. I'm a medical specialist in pathology, which includes virology. I trained at Cambridge University in the UK. I'm the ex-president of the pathology section of the Medical Association. I was previously an assistant professor in the Faculty of Medicine doing a lot of teaching. I was the chairman of the Royal College of Physicians of Canada Examination Committee in Pathology in Ottawa. But more to the point, I'm currently the chairman of a biotechnology company in North Carolina selling a COVID-19 test. And you might say I know a little bit about all of this. The bottom line is simply this. There is utterly unfounded public hysteria driven by the media and politicians. It's outrageous. This is the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on an unsuspecting public. There is absolutely nothing that can be done to contain this virus, other than protecting older, more vulnerable people. It should be thought of nothing more than a bad flu season. This is not Ebola. It's not SARS. It's politics playing medicine, and that's a very dangerous game. 
There is no action of any kind needed other than what happened last year when we got uh, felt unwell. We stayed home, we took chicken noodle soup, we didn't visit Granny, and we decided when we would return to work. We didn't have anyone need anyone to tell us. Masks are utterly useless. There is no evidence base for their effectiveness whatsoever. Paper masks and fabric masks are simply virtue signaling. They're not even worn effectively most of the time. It's, it's utterly ridiculous seeing these unfortunate, uneducated people, I'm not saying that in a perjurative sense, seeing these people walking around like lemmings, obeying without any knowledge base to put the mask on their face. Social distancing is also useless because, because COVID is spread by aerosols, which travel 30 meters or so before landing. Enclosures have had such terrible unintended consequences. They should, you, everywhere should be open tomorrow, as was stated in the Great Barrington Declaration that I circulated prior to this meeting. And a word on testing. I do want to emphasize that I'm in the business of, te of testing for COVID. I do want to emphasize that positive test results do not, underlined in neon, mean a clinical infection. It's simply driving public hysteria and all testing should stop unless you're presenting to hospital with some respiratory problem. All that should be done is to protect the vulnerable and to give them all in the nursing homes that are under your control. Give them all three to 5,000 international units of vitamin D every day, which, is, which has been shown to radically reduce the likelihood of infection. And I would remind you all that using the province's own statistics, the risk of death under 65 in this province is one in 300,000. One in 300,000. You've got to get a grip on this. The scale of the response that you're undertaking with no evidence for it is utterly ridiculous given the consequences of acting in a way that you're proposing. All kinds of suicides, business closures, funerals, weddings, etc., etc. It's simply outrageous. It's just another bad flu. And you've got to get your minds around that. Let people make their own decisions. You should be totally out of the business of medicine. You're being led by, down the garden path by the chief medical officer of health of this province. I'm absolutely outraged that this has reached this level. It should all stop tomorrow. Thank you very much. Now, that information that I just played is from a renowned medical expert, not a podcaster. So what happens when someone in a position of knowledge and authority speaks out against the majority of the medical community? Well, Snopes happens, of course. You know Snopes, the fact checkers online. Now, I'm going to tell you right now that I think Snopes is absolutely unreliable, to say the least. We have, for some reason in this country, more often than not anyway, I don't know if, if you fall into this category. I used to fall into this category till I did some research. But we have generally just accepted that Snopes actually does unbiased research and then gives us the truth. I have since found that that is absolutely not the truth. They do biased research and then they massage it to make it the narrative that they want to follow. So what did Snopes say about this doctor? They said, 
what's true and what's not true, what's false. Okay, so let's start with what's true. A man who identified himself as Dr. Roger Hodkinson, the CEO of a biotech company selling COVID-19 tests, said that COVID-19 was no worse than the flu during a public comment period of a city council meeting in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Now, the first thing that they said that I thought was interesting, or, or the first thing that Snopes has in here, and I, I left it out intentionally because I want you to gauge for yourself the difference in what they're saying by adding this one word in parentheses. So I said originally, a man who identified himself as Roger Hodgkinson, the CEO of a biotech company selling COVID-19 tests, said that COVID-19 was no worse than the flu during a public comment period. But Snopes added the word erroneously. Dr. Roger Hodkinson, I hope I'm saying it right, the CEO of a biotech company selling COVID-19 tests said erroneously that COVID-19 was no worse than the flu during a public comment period in a city council meeting. So they added that word that the, everything there was true, except that what he said wasn't true. <laughs> so they basically discounted it by saying it was erroneous. And then they said, what's false? Well, Dr. Hodkinson is not the chairman of the Royal College of Physicians and Surgeons of Canada, and his public comments do not align with the opinion of the medical community. Well, it's true that his comments do not align with the opinion of the medical community. So I'm not sure why that's under the false category. And it is also true that he is not the current chairman of the Royal College of Physicians. But I did some research on Dr. Hodgkinson and the information that he provided about himself is dead on accurate, near as I can tell. And he never said that he is the royal, the chairman of the Royal College of Physicians. He said that he was. So Snopes, like pretty much every other media source. And if you don't look at Snopes as the media, rethink that. It is the media. It is the mass media at this point, along with Facebook and Google and all these other sources that we don't necessarily consider media because they're not the New York Times or NBC News. But they are definitely the media. They are the mass media. And they are definitely funded through marketing money from sources that you may not necessarily trust to tell you the whole truth. But we continue to hear things, as I mentioned before, like common sense solutions or common sense measures. Where's the common sense aspect of these measures? The Surgeon General just came out this week and said, if Americans will just hang on a little longer, what exactly does that mean? We were told two weeks to slow the spread seven months ago. Two weeks to slow the spread seven months ago. So how long is a little longer, Surgeon General? Using words like common sense to describe the measures being taken with mask wearing and business closures and reduced Thanksgiving celebrations is intentional. The words common sense are used intentionally because they're very powerful. If it's common sense, then someone who chooses not to wear a mask or host a gathering of, say, 15 people rather than 10 is clearly not very smart because they're not using common sense. Okay, so let's examine what is and what isn't common sense. If it's common sense to wear a mask and social distance and wash hands, why is it also not common sense to question whether or not any of those things actually work? Why is it not common sense to ask if mask wearing actually works? Why is it not common sense to ask if social distancing actually works? 
Why is it not common sense to take vitamin D, which has been shown clinically in dozens of studies to actually reduce dramatically the infection rate of viruses? Why wouldn't it be common sense for the CDC and the World Health Organization to specifically suggest that we take vitamin D as one of these preventative measures? In fact, why is it not common sense for the federal government of the United States of America to provide a year's supply of vitamin D capsules to every single American? Because at retail prices, which I'm confident the government could get a a deal, in the volume that they would be buying. At retail prices, every single citizen of this country could take 2,000 units of vitamin D3 for a cost of about $2 billion per year. And we know, without doubt, and nobody, nobody is saying that vitamin D doesn't work to reduce infection by viruses. The studies are incredibly clear. We know that vitamin D deficiency is one of the most common denominators of COVID infection. That's one of the most recent studies that was posted on the CDC's website that the single biggest thing that they saw the difference between people who got COVID-19 and survived versus got COVID-19 and died was actually lack of vitamin D. So why wouldn't it be common sense or better yet, ask people to just go buy some? Because I'm not really in favor of the government spending $2 billion to give us all vitamin D. That, to me, is silly. But to not even mention it, ever, to not even suggest maybe, oh, we should do this, what's the difference between the government suggesting a mask and suggesting vitamin D? What's the difference between the government suggesting social distancing and suggesting vitamin D? Perhaps you say, well, they're not suggesting that you put something on your body or take something into your body, but they do suggest hand sanitizer. They do suggest washing your hands. They do suggest wearing a mask, which does reduce, at least on some level, oxygenation of the cells. They are making these suggestions, and yet they're not suggesting eating less sugar. That would be common sense. They're not suggesting eating less junk food. That would be common sense. They're not suggesting increasing exercise. That would be common sense. They're not suggesting that zinc or vitamin C or vitamin D could all be very preventative of COVID-19. In fact, when people start putting these things online, they are censored. Is that common sense? Is it common sense to censor information that could actually save lives by the frontline doctors or by other doctors like Dr. Hodgkinson up in Canada? We discount his statements because, well, he doesn't align with the rest of the medical community. Does that make him wrong? Has it ever happened before in in world history that one man, or in the case of COVID-19, thousands of experts that don't align with the medical community could actually be right, that the minority may actually be right? Is it not common sense to at least explore that? Why is it not common sense to want a couple of years at least of testing on a vaccine 
that is said to have a 90% success rate for a virus that has a 99.74% recovery rate. Think about those two numbers for just a minute. We have a vaccine from Pfizer who they claim has a 90% success rate. And if we dig into those numbers, we recognize that those numbers are literally marketing. But they say it has a 90% success rate and it's hailed as something sent from God himself. A 90% success rate on a vaccine. Success at what? Well, they haven't told us that yet. But they're giving us a 90% success rate vaccine being rushed to market, an RNA vaccine being rushed to market where we've never had a vaccine like that ever produced successfully and safely in world history. And yet we're going to rush it to market in less than a year with a 90% success rate for a virus that has a 99.74% recovery rate according to the CDC. Is that common sense? Why is it not common sense to want my immune system to learn how to fight this virus like it did with the measles and the chicken pox and like it does with the flu? More importantly, why is it not common sense to want our children to contract this illness so that they can have a stronger immune system for their entire lives as opposed to running from it? We know Based on the research and government numbers reporting, I talked about this last week on on Vitality Radio, we know that children have a 0% to 0.15% risk of death from COVID-19. It's very, 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 very close to 0%. And yet kids are getting it. Lots of kids are getting it. We've had a million kids get it. A million. And almost every single one of them is fine. Most of them don't even experience symptoms. Why are we hiding? Is that common sense? We talk about case numbers, case numbers, case numbers, case numbers, case numbers. But we don't talk about survival rates. Is that common sense? My goal with these questions is to awaken in your mind the possibility that There is more than one way to look at this situation. And when we look at a situation in only one way, we likely don't solve the problems associated with that situation. Has it ever been proposed before that looking outside the box might be a good idea? Isn't that? common sense, that we should look for new solutions? Because we were told to slow the spread for two weeks, seven months ago, and now Surgeon General is saying, hey, just hold on a little longer. Just hold on a little longer. Postpone those Thanksgiving Day celebrations. Might not be able to do Christmas the same this year. And people keep pointing to 2020 is this big fat disaster and that 2021 will be better. But I hate to tell you, we're coming up on 2021 and they're still saying, hold on a little while longer. KSL News 
which I've read a fair amount during this craziness that is upon us, they had an article that they published this week. And I read these articles and they generally frustrate me because they only talk about one side of anything because apparently that's common sense. Stick with the narrative. Even if the narrative fails, we just stick with the narrative, stick with the narrative, stick with the narrative until everybody believes it. Well, what do they say in their own article? They say more than half the nation's governors have imposed or reimposed statewide measures this month, including here in Utah, to slow the contagion, ranging from tougher face mask requirements and social curfews to stringent new limits on restaurants, bars, and other businesses. Yet the metrics of the virus have only worsened. Is that common sense? Over half of the governors in this country have doubled down on their restrictions, on their mandates, more masks, less social interaction, curfews, business closures, and so on. And yet, the metrics of the virus have only worsened. So again, I ask, why is it not common sense to ask, why aren't these common sense measures actually working? End rant. I'll be back and I'll be talking about happier things, thankful things, putting a real beautiful spin on this time of year. When I come back, I'm Jared St. Clair and this is Vitality Radio. After decades of helping people with their nutritional supplement needs, I have observed something that seems almost universal. People seem to have a lot of products that they have experimented with. Some might have been recommended by a blog or online, others from a magazine article, and yet another by a friend or family member. Information is coming at us at a rapid pace nowadays, and everyone has an opinion. The problem is that there is only one really big wild card in health and nutrition, and that wild card is you. I know you've heard the infomercials, seen the ads, or talked to that neighbor who has that cure-all product that can do it all for your health. The problem is that supplement doesn't exist. What's right for your neighbor isn't always right for you. At Vitality Nutrition, we've been asking the right questions for years. What I mean by this is we don't just sell supplements. We consult with our clients and ask them the key questions needed to make sure we match the right supplement to the right person. If you feel better about a team approach to your health, give us a call and one of our well-educated Vitality team members will answer your questions and help you find just what it is that you need to address your health concerns naturally. You can reach us at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Or drop us an email, info at vitalityradiopod.com. That's info at vitalityradiopod.com. Welcome back to Vitality Radio. I am your host every week. My name is Jared St. Clair, and I hope that when I rant, it sparks a little bit of something in there, in your mind, that if you, you know, if you're already kind of on board with my line of thinking, then uh, awesome. We agree, and, and that's great. But remember that disagreement, Disagreement really just means you don't quite fully understand what's happening in the mind of the person you're disagreeing with, and he or she does not understand what's happening in the mind of, in your mind. 
that oftentimes we disagree because we just simply don't understand one another. So one of the reasons that I rant is to try to just open up the window of opportunity for us to think about these discussions from a state of calm, relaxed thinking, as opposed to a state of fear and stress. I know I call it a rant, but I try not to be too, you know, during these rants. I just want to share my understanding of things and hopefully open your mind to some things that maybe you hadn't considered before. Because I find that when my mind gets open to things that I hadn't considered before, I often learn really, really valuable lessons. So the rest of the show is going to be a little bit of a stream of consciousness. I do this every so often when I don't have a specific topic in mind. It's a holiday week. Sometimes in the past, I've just done a rerun during the holidays, but I decided I didn't want to do that this time. I felt like there was uh, some good information to share in the rant, and now I just want to talk about stuff. So the first thing I want to talk about, well, let me remind you, I guess, Vitality Radio is brought to you by Vitality Nutrition and Bountiful, my family store, been in business for 43 years now, which is something I am incredibly grateful for this Thanksgiving season. I recognize that many small businesses have struggled, many have closed during the lockdowns and the stress of COVID-19 here in 2020, and Vitality Nutrition is doing great. We're doing great. We are loving what we get to do. We're loving interacting with our customers, and it has been an absolute joy to be open during this time when the stress is high, life is uncertain. We feel incredibly blessed to still be here doing what we do, helping you with your health and nutrition needs. As such, we are having a small business Saturday promotion. Everybody that walks in the door or places an order by phone gets a gift card at random, ranging from five to 10, 15, 20, 25, or even $50 that you get to use on that purchase on top of everything in the store being on sale for anywhere from about 10 to 50% off. So you get to double dip on those discounts. It's a sale like we've never done before uh, in terms of promotions. We feel so good about how this year has been, considering how it could have been, that we want to share our gratitude with you. So please give us a call, 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Or come to Vitality Nutrition and Bountiful, 107 South, 500 West in Bountiful. I am also grateful for something that I want to talk about briefly. I'm really, really grateful that I got to work with my mother and father, with my brothers, and with my sister at Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful. Now, back then it was called Nutrition Shop before I bought it, and then I made some changes and adjustments, and it is what it is now, but it's still the same business that started 43 years ago, and I have had the joy of being able to work with all of those people. But I've also been able to work with my daughter and my son. And for the longest period of time, my son now, uh, my oldest, he's been there for over five years now, and it's been an absolute joy to work with him. I think I have an idea of what it was like for my dad to work with me. And it's awesome. 
this family business thing, I know it doesn't always go well, but in this case, I've really, really enjoyed it. And one of the things that we took on about a year and a half ago, maybe even two years ago now, yeah, it's been over two years now that I think about it, was developing a pre-workout. Bridger, my son, he wanted to come out with a pre-workout supplement. He wanted something that was better than anything else that was on our shelf because that's what we do. We don't make new formulas that are run-of-the-mill or worst of all, less good than the other things on the shelf. We want to find something better. And we have an interesting way of doing that because we are in a position where we're pitched all of these products by all the different companies. We see everything that's out there. We sell a lot of it. And we don't have a middleman. It's just us and the manufacturer. So we decided to go to the drawing board and boy, this thing evolved like crazy. It started in one place and it ended in a very different place. But when it was all said and done, the dust had settled. We had three products on the market called Insurgents Pre-Workout. One is caffeine free for people who don't want caffeine in their pre-workout. The other two have caffeine in them, but they are only six ingredients, caffeine and theanine and the ones that are caffeinated. Theanine balances out the caffeine in such a beautiful way. In fact, a little secret as to how I do my radio show, most days when I record and and during the prep, really, because it takes me four, five, six, seven hours sometimes to prep this show, I find that my brain wires up really nicely with a little bit of caffeine and a lot of theanine. And I've known that for years and I've enjoyed that clarity that it helps to bring to me for years. So when we did the pre-workout, we wanted to make sure we provided that for our customers. So instead of just caffeine and mass stimulants, like a lot of pre-workouts have, we have a reasonable amount of caffeine plus L-theanine, and it is awesome. You don't crash, you feel stable and level during your workout and beyond. And we have only four other key ingredients. L-citrulline, a specific form of creatine called creatine hydrochloride. Also, we've put in there beta alanine. These are three really, really important muscle building, muscle recovery, blood pump, more oxygen and blood circulating in the muscle tissue for better workout, harder workout before your muscles fatigue, but also better recovery afterwards. And then also betaine anhydrous, which helps the creatine to assimilate more efficiently into the body. It's really simple. Our motto, everything you need with nothing you don't. And it comes all the way down to the flavor profile. We have a flavor called Concord Grape, pretty self-explanatory, and a flavor called White Raspberry. Well, what the heck is that? Well, what's a blue raspberry? <laughs> Somebody made it up a long time ago. It's become a really popular flavor. Our white raspberry tastes like blue raspberry, but it's clear because we didn't add that stupid artificial coloring to it. Who needs that? Everything you need, nothing that you don't in the Insurgents pre-workout. You can come try it for free. We'll give you free samples of both flavors. We'll give you the caffeinated and the uh, non-caffeinated forms if you'd like. We want you to try it and see what you think. Or if you buy it and you try it and you don't love it, that's easy too. We'll just take it right back from you. So I'm super grateful. We've had it out for almost a year. In fact, it came out almost exactly the same time as the Vitality Radio podcast did back in January. I think it was just a little ahead of that. I think it actually came out in December. So we're almost at a year 
and it has become our most popular pre-workout. People absolutely love it, and it's so thrilling for me as a father to have been able to work on it with my son, who was the driving force behind the formula, and to hear the feedback that we've had. So if you're looking for a pre-workout, give that one a shot. Now, let's move on to something that has nothing to do with products, but has everything to do with your health, and yet has very little to do with your body and everything to do with your brain, and that is the power of gratitude. Did you know that clinically we know that gratitude reduces blood pressure, enhances sleep, improves relationships, increases immunity, reduces anxiety, and helps you to get out of fight or flight mode, helps your body to get into the parasympathetic zone where we are free to think logically and improve our situations through creativity. Those are the things that gratitude can do. One expert on gratitude, maybe the world expert on gratitude, psychologist Dr. Robert Emons, suggested something that might seem counterintuitive, but it's really, really important for this time in our lives in 2020. One of the best ways to feel better during a crisis is to consider the other bad things you've experienced and how you manage to overcome them or perhaps even grow from them, says Dr. Emons. Think of the worst times in your life, your sorrows, your losses, your sadness, and then remember that here you are, able to remember them, and that you made it through the worst times of your life, you got through the trauma, you got through the trial, you endured the temptation, you survived that bad relationship, and you're making your way, or have made your way, out of the dark. While thinking about negative things might not seem like gratitude, it will allow you to contextualize your experiences and push through whatever it is you might be going through in the present moment. And I have a suggestion as well. This one was suggested to me by my good friend Lamont Wilcox, but it resonated with me when he originally mentioned it because I had already discovered it to be true in my life. And that is that to consider removing the words bad or good, better or worse, positive or negative from your vocabulary. It won't be easy, I promise. In fact, I find it nearly impossible to completely erase those words. And so does Lamont, by the way. <laughs> but we're working on it. And bear with me on this so that you understand why it might make sense. What if every one of your life's choices was neither a bad choice or a good choice? Just consider that. Just consider that for a minute. What if every single one of your life's choices was neither a bad choice or a good choice, but just a choice that then presented a new opportunity for growth? I was talking to a dear friend of mine just last night, and I asked him a hard question. The question was, what do you think your life should be like by now? He sat. And he thought for probably close to a minute, like I was sitting there waiting to see if he was going to say anything. But the answer he came up with after some deep thought and reflection, I thought was incredibly insightful, beautiful, and brilliant. And I dare say is the only 100% true answer that he could have given me. He said, 
my life should be exactly what it is. Now think about that in your life. Would you wipe away the choices that brought significant challenges into your life? Or do you embrace the strength that enduring and conquering those challenges created within you? We've all experienced this. I don't know if we've all experienced it or really internalized it and looked at all of these things. We all have our challenges. For some, it's addiction. I would dare say for all of us, it's addiction to something, even if it's addiction to thought patterns that create anxiety or depression or things like that. For others, it's uh, questions about religion. For others, it's divorce. For some, it's death, the loss of relationships, business problems, physical tragedies like health issues or literal storms that blow into our lives like hurricanes and tornadoes and earthquakes and all those types of things. There are so many things that happen in life, some of which we do not bring upon ourselves and others that, frankly, we do. But all of those things aren't necessarily bad or good. They're just things. And those things can and should be learned from. And often, I think, if we're honest with ourselves, we look at those things in hindsight and we say, wow, I'm really, really glad that I went through that because it did this for me, whatever this is in your case. So for my friend to answer the question, what do you think your life should be like now? To answer it with, my life should be exactly what it is, in my view, is exactly right. Now, what is your life? Is it fraught with challenges? Is it traumatic? Is it stressful? Does it create anxiety, depression, or any other negative emotions? Things that bog you down? Do you feel stuck in a cycle that you can't get out of? What is your life? Or on the flip side, is it joyful, exciting, motivating? I can't wait to get up the next day. Is it that kind of a life? Or is it somewhere in between? I can tell you this in my world experience and from the research that I've done and the education that I've received from a variety of really amazing sources, your life is exactly what it should be right now. Which means that if it's not what you want it to be, you've got some work to do. But think of all the lessons you've learned that give you the opportunity to work towards that, towards those goals that you really want. I'll tell you that right now I'm in the process of being uh, certified with Lamont Wilcox as an NAAP facilitator. Now, I won't tell you a lot about what that is right now, but if you want to go back to episode 39 of the podcast, I talked to Lamont in depth about this. I believe I also talked to him on episode 53, but his name's in the title of both podcasts. So you can take a look on your podcast app and find those and you'll learn a little bit what I'm talking about. But I'm in the process of becoming certified in NAAP and what it's teaching me is powerful. And my goal with that is to incorporate much of the education I receive into 
the messages that I deliver on Vitality Radio, but also to work in one-on-one and group sessions with people to help them, to help you, people like you, pull yourself out of the places, the cycles that you do not want to be stuck in and get the life that you actually want. And I think that you probably deserve. It's really, really fascinating stuff. I'm going to end this portion of the show before I move to the next with some lyrics from one of my favorite bands, a band called Flying Colors. If you haven't seen this video or listened to this song, I encourage you to take a look. It's Flying Colors, and the song is called The Storm. It says, The storm, we will dance as it breaks. The storm gives you more than it takes, and all of our pain is washed away. Stare chaos in the face. We need only to embrace. Don't cry or be afraid. Some things only can be made in the storm. It's pretty cool stuff, isn't it? I think we all know that rather than choosing the wrong or the right path or making the good or the bad decision, perhaps we should look at those decisions in a different light. Perhaps we should recognize that there are more or less effective decisions that we can make. But in the end, these decisions always still have the potential to get us to where we truly want to be. Some just might cause a little more pain on the way there. So don't be so hard on yourself. Love what you have become with an eye on what you truly want to be. It is never too late for any of it. I'm going to cut to a quick break. When I come back, I'll wrap up the show with just a couple of things that I think might be useful for you. If you have questions about anything you hear on Vitality Radio, always call us at Vitality Nutrition and Bountiful, 801-292-6662, where we're having a huge small business Saturday sale. Go out and support your small businesses today. Even if you don't make it to Vitality, go find another small business and get excited about supporting them and their family and what they do and provide for your community. It's important. It's really, really important. Give us a call if you have any questions, 801-292-6662. I'll be back to wrap things up. My name is Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. Insurgent Sports Nutrition is a brand new sports supplement company with a unique philosophy, refuse to conform. In the sports nutrition industry, one company starts something and has some success and everyone else tends to follow their lead. What you end up with is a bunch of Me Too products that don't add up to anything special. What you typically see on the market are formulas with all kinds of ingredients that look good on the label, but do very little to advance your training and performance. At Insurgents, our motto is everything you need, nothing you don't. While many brands put the right ingredients in a product, most don't put the right dose. There are clinical trials for a reason to prove not only if an ingredient works, but also how much of that ingredient it takes to provide the desired effect. At Insurgents, we won't add an ingredient to a formula unless we can add the clinically effective dose. Our first formula is our Insurgents pre-workout. Pre-workouts nowadays are a dime a dozen. They even sell them at the big box stores. The vast majority of pre-workouts on the market are overdosed on caffeine and other stimulants and underdosed on the stuff that actually increases your performance. Insurgents pre-workout has all of the most critical ingredients to improve endurance, strength, energy, 
and without the crash that comes with a megadose of stimulants. Insurgent's pre-workout comes with or without caffeine and has no additional stimulants. If you want a truly effective, hype-free pre-workout that tastes great, is free of artificial colors, and absolutely does the job, refuse to conform and join the Insurgents. For more information about Insurgents pre-workout, call Vitality Nutrition, 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Welcome back to Vitality Radio. I'm your host each and every week. My name is Jared St. Clair, and it has been an absolute pleasure bringing this show to you. I started off ranting about the common sense narrative and I think the rant had a lot of value today and, and hopefully opened up some eyes. But I have just another minute before I've got to go. And I want to bring to you with that minute, one of my favorite quotes from Albert Einstein. Most people think he's a pretty smart guy. He said, the most important decision we make is whether we believe we live in a friendly or a hostile universe. Wow. Think about that for a minute. The most important decision we make is whether we believe we live in a friendly or a hostile universe. Is the world out to get us? Or is the world there for our growth and our education? Your perception of these questions goes a long way towards your ability to experience joy in life. I hope you all find joy this Thanksgiving weekend. I hope that you've been able to spend time with those that you love. If you weren't able to be there in person with them, reach out to them and tell them how grateful you are for them in your life. That in and of itself is powerful. Thank you so much for listening to me. I appreciate every moment you listen to Vitality Radio. My name is Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. been listening to the vitality radio podcast enjoy your week in the meantime jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it vitality radio is researched and written by jared st Clair, produced by elizabeth joy windham with very limited help from jared our awesome music is by brian bob young Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Vitality Radio. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast has not been evaluated by the FDA. This podcast is provided with the understanding that the information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a medical professional. Thank you.